And hello again, podcast subscribers and listeners, and with the Nature Boy Ric Flair hoot, we begin. I have been asked about the technology and the uh, amount of information and time that it takes and the interest that I had to do uh, these YouTube and uh, podcast-type uh, productions. So I thought it might be good, along with explaining the licensure and some of the requirements that we have, to just give an informational podcast. And this will be a lot happier than some of the coronavirus things we've had to deal with. Um, just to explain the information support and organizational structure of uh, how donations are handled, where the support comes from, et cetera. So the history of this organization uh, really started back in 1999 when my wife and I founded a retreat for pastors and missionaries, and I began to do Bible and marriage teaching in earnest, and I began to learn how to use uh, PowerPoint better, and then also in the early 2000s began to do medical update uh, radio spots for our hospital system. So as my career progressed and I hopefully got better at teaching and speaking, I found that I wanted to do more live videos and, and DVD-type productions. So with a big career change in 2011 and going into several years of uh, both private practice and uh, emergency room and private consulting work, I began to build a studio, which some of you back here can see on camera number two, and we... We began to get the audio and video lighting, sound, software, computer uh, equipment that was needed. But honestly, it was not until the jolt of the coronavirus crisis that I decided it was high time to, to get in gear and really organize this. So I've always wanted, uh, since I've been in our new clinic with Baxter Regional Health System, uh, desire a way to get patient information out in an accessible, easily understood, visible format, as well as always to find new avenues to share solid biblical teaching and the hope of the Christian faith and to bless and to serve people with good information. Now, we want to do that both on the secular front with science that's true and helpful and on the sacred front with theological information that's relevant regarding the medicine and science that Hopefully it gives people confidence that somebody doesn't have to check their intellect and reason at the door to think Christianly. Now, after the coronavirus post on Facebook and about a thousand new Facebook friends, I realized that those Facebook posts were reaching such an audience that it was time for me to, to put my money where my mouth was, in essence. So we began to I began to develop the YouTube channel that we had started for uh, missionary training ministries and a su substance abuse seminar that took about 70 hours, but I so enjoyed the process and learned so much from it that I wanted to continue that. I figured with coronavirus, there's no better time than the present. I wanted to get better myself over this lockdown, including some fitness goals and uh, some extra body fat I'd gained over the wintertime. Uh, I wanted to have something that made me keep learning, and I wanted to also keep the promises that I'd made to myself my family, and my patients. So we began the YouTube channel in early May addressing primarily the coronavirus, COVID-19 crisis, and the cultural and scientific uh, and medical issues surrounding that. And then I felt like because of a lot of the questions that I was getting and comments that maybe we needed a longer format because it's so time-consuming doing a 30-minute video takes about 15 hours to edit and to cut and to use the visuals and the, the video sets that we use. And so I wanted a longer form, easier to produce way to do this. And with some new iPhone technology and with the podcast access, 
uh, I thought that the way to go was to start a podcast. So I consulted Buzzsprout and began to read articles on how to best do this. And within a week or two, I was able to put up our first podcast uh, with Apple Podcast as well as Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast as well. So I wanted with the podcast to address the theological issues that related to the medical and scientific dilemmas of our day. And this is all done from the perspective of thinking Christianly. Uh, I continue to study Christian philosophy to try to get a better hold on the biblical way of thinking and an expected natural Christian mindset and look at life as well as to try to live those very principles uh, in my individual and family life day by day with a level of integrity. And, of course, you all know how hard that is to do. So the inspirations that I've had is those early medical radio spots really keyed something in me, and that never left. So that creative process of writing and editing, uh, getting information out comes relatively natural after all the years of Bible teaching, uh, now well over 30 years. And with the seminar series for missionary training ministries and substance abuse and that experience, I became interested more in good video production green screen technology, and video and audio being used how to teach concepts. Uh, So then as I learned, it was obvious that the audio was honestly just as important as the video, which is why we try to use high-quality microphones and and backdrops and things to absorb sound. So I was also asked to film a series in 2018 and 19 concerning a scriptural view of race, and I'll be producing that on YouTube Um, Then in 2019, we did a series on biblical sleep and found that there was a lot of interest in the senior community regarding medical concepts that were hard for them to process and just biblical information that was uh, rampantly available or widely available in Scripture about sleep itself and how that medicine and science agreed with the Bible. Um, Then because of mission work, I was accustomed to Skype and Zoom technology with distance meeting and teaching opportunities, and this just seemed like a natural extension of that, especially with YouTube being worldwide now and Facebook being a way that people can access the links to YouTube and podcast. So personally, my inspirations recently have primarily been uh, Dr. Albert Moeller, who's a theologian. He's the president of the Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, and this guy is just prodigious. He, he, he does podcasts, books, interviews of importance. He does this at an astounding rate. Uh, I have a dear friend named Todd Sadowski, who's a financial advisor in Hot Springs, who does a regular radio show, uh, and he's written a book called A Christian and His Finances. Um, and, and then I've had some really good influences from conservative radio talk hosts and my own personal mentors who are growing still in their 60s and 70s, even up into their 80s. Uh, regarding their openness and utilization of technology and the obstacles turned to opportunities even during the current pandemic. Um, back in the 1990s, I began to study Stephen Covey and Zig Ziglar, and uh, these are two of my heroes in the light of production of video and reading information as well as audio. And finally, uh, the ones that I still listen to every day, uh, are, of course, Adrian Rogers, the Prince of Preachers, Chuck Swindoll, Charles Stanley, and James Dobson. Uh, without the teaching of these men, I would have never been able to learn anything that I felt was worth teaching. And honestly, the inspiration for doing these kind of productions comes from just demanding that I learn new content. I mean, why have all of this if you're not going to have content that's worth sharing? Uh, you want to say something and you want to be good, but you want to be good for some purpose for people's lives. So. 
um, the, the, the mentors and the influence that I've had, these guys have embraced every new avenue that they could get the good information about the crucial truths of uh, both the temporal and eternal life out to the public, whatever means. Um, and they had the content that was very special and worth publishing, and I want to follow in those same footsteps. So just by way of licensure, we have a, an American Society of Composers and Producers, uh, number 4000-8628, and it's under that license that I publish uh, the uh, sound information that you hear interspersed in these audios. I, I personally am a board-certified family physician with a degree from LSU Medical Center as a medical doctor and MD in 1991, and uh, I am a board-certified family physician having done a three-year residency in family medicine. I have been a family physician in Arkansas for 27 years with a continually maintained state license, uh, and I also happen to have an associate degree from Faith Bible Institute and General Bible Studies that I obtained in 2006. Um, our location and facilities, and I'll be, I'll be careful and kind of mysterious in how I talk about this. Some have asked about this kind of bat cave that I talk about in the underground workshop. Uh, I like to share our location as a hidden underground layer in an electronic cave adjacent to the Blanchard Springs Cavern System, and I affectionately named it the Nerve Center years ago, and it has taken me since 2013 to get all this built. I'll never show you the whole thing because I want it to stay relatively mysterious, and I don't want you to think it's too easy to do this stuff. So uh, we continue to improve and modernize our studio now uh, with state-of-the-art hardware and software, and I began working uh, those years ago uh, without much success, honestly, in the future because I was just too distracted and working too hard uh, to try to keep up. And now that I've gotten a little more discipline with maturity and age, it's been easier to discipline myself. And with the empty nest, it's certainly been easier, I will say, to um, get some time. My wife loves to read and with children away, married or off at college, uh, I finally got some of the opportunity. So some of the challenges, uh, people wonder about how hard it is to do this. Well, this stuff is time consuming and it's it's all its own science. It's all its own craft. Just the editing and post-production of any video content often takes 10 times as much as the actual filming or recording time. Uh, for a three-minute video, it will usually take me 30 minutes to an hour to uh, pre-produce, produce, edit, cut, and um, export and put up in a reasonable format that can be easily seen on YouTube. Um, you've got to learn to master three or four major software programs and learn the technical processes of five to ten very important pieces of input um, just like iPhone, um, a, a studio mic, uh, the backdrops for that, um, condensing and uh, exporting uh, thing, uh, uh, pieces of equipment, soundboard and all of the different things. Uh, for example, uh, one of the things you need to learn is, is all the channels that can come in. And for example, if I have someone I'm interviewing, I'll do that on this little um, iPhone inlet. Uh, and then, of course, I have my uh, beloved uh, sound bites. Um, one of my favorites uh, is uh, this. Nip it in the bud. And, um, you know, I, I, I like to use those, and sometimes I repeat them intentionally. I did in our last podcast. Um, so just consider that. And even even the craft of learning how to not say um every two sentences is difficult. Learning how to not take what I call the Trump inhale. <sighs> before a sentence uh, in front of a very powerful mic. So it's all a craft and a process, but it's enjoyable. And if you like this kind of stuff, it's worth doing. Um, the mastery of those pieces of hardware takes about four to 20 hours each. 
and a mastery of the software to process, store, edit, and export all of this. And I'm trying to learn six or seven of these from Adobe. Takes about 30 to 60 hours each. So I realize I've got a three-year project just to learn and grow in some of this just as it is. Uh, so uh, another thing is it requires just a patience and daily dedication or what you see is one of my sons said was, yeah, I hate it when these guys say, OK, I'll see you in a few days with a new video and it's three months and nothing gets put up. Uh, so we don't want to do that. Uh, most importantly, though, as I said before, you got to have content that's relevant and it's needful. You, you've got to have uh, the ability to handle some of these issues adroitly, and there's no purpose in producing media uh, for consumption if it's not worthy of people's attention. The other thing that I'm trying to learn is it's very difficult as a very um, a very get-it-done, directed, objective-type person to share all this information without getting overly passionate and to share it with, honestly, the desire to, to bless and serve people, which is our kind of tagline, and to to – do it in love. Do it for the purpose of blessing someone rather than just trying to hammer people or zing them when they're wrong. Um, so there is a learning of the craft of being in front of the camera and the microphone. Uh, I can't have, believe how many times, uh, for example, I say, uh, in speaking. Um, anyone who's heard the president speak knows how important it is to control your inhalation and exhalation. Uh, but the joy is hey, I've got enough to keep me busy for the next 40 years, and I'm just – I'm having the time of my life. I told my wife how much I enjoy this just because it's a different way to express myself and a lot of the truth and science that I've been storing up and, and producing in two-dimensional printed form for years. So just some future ideas and endeavors that we've got going. We are in the process of developing a website for combining all of our links and resources for YouTube uh, informational and interview podcast, a future blog, uh, live feeds on YouTube when issues come up, media sites of interest that I'll link to, radio PSAs for our local people who need to know what the current state of an epidemic might be, um, links to the sites and references to the sites for books and and podcasts or interviews that, that I appreciate, especially sermons. Uh, and hopefully, eventually, uh, a book and media sales area and speaking and teaching opportunities and scheduling that that might occur because of being out there in the public uh, domain. Next, I have a, a book that's been completed and in editing and pre-publication right now that should be out on Kindle and then Amazon this fall called 50 Things I Want My Kids to Know Before They Leave Home, written and shared with our younger three children from 2016 to 2019 as they left home to start their own lives. And uh, we'll be having a podcast branching out in the fall directly related to that book's publication and those 50 things. And then a follow-up book called 50 More Things I Want My Kids to Know Before They Have Kids. And I've gotten that started in the uh, really early stages. Uh, I've started another project that is my actual next writing called Extremities, which is going to deal and address with the empty and frustrating search that I see in people's lives for satisfaction kind of out there uh, on TV news, in the media, focusing on things that we have no control over or responsibility over against, that is, the satisfaction and fulfillment of living a daily disciplined life focused on that for which we have direct control and responsibility that's right in front of us. Uh, I'll give you an example. How much easier is it for a lady to go to the nail salon and the hair salon and work on the things that are in the nails and the skin and the tan and the extremities of the body or buying a new pair of shoes rather than just to get out and walk for 30 minutes so she can improve her whole body, her sleep, her health, her longevity? 
we have total control over what we do with our feet. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to project that outwardly. So I'll be working on that this fall and spring, and hopefully we'll produce that and publish on Kindle and then Amazon in the spring. Along with that, um, I'll also be trying to coax my lovely and gracious wife into sharing in this with me. And when I say we, I mean Carrie and I, especially as she has expertise and is the absolute master of effective, educationally sound homeschooling. Uh, and she's become expert in women's health. Um, she's a dual certified educator with just a stellar track record of educating four children at home from kindergarten through college. And our, our college students have all uh, won awards. Uh, almost all of them are honor students. Uh, and uh, most of them are going to go on to some form of graduate school. And that's all because of Carrie. I take very little or no credit for that. Uh, she's done a, such a job. And for, for homeschooling moms, hopefully I can have kind of an interview program with her where she talks about what it takes to educate your children at home, which is especially important in the age when we see that schools are so easy to close down now from things like coronavirus or the flu every fall. And especially then, too, as we see some of the cultural influences that are coming in and things that the children are being basically indoctrinated with that parents just don't want their children indoctrinated with. So with without her, none of this could even be possible, and I want to include her, but she is not like me. She does not like to talk. She does not like to be on camera. And if we do this, it'll only be through the grace of God and the fact that she's just a fine, fine woman if she's willing to do that. So uh, along with family issues, I've got children who are interested in some of these concepts that I have to teach through my office. I'm trying to learn animation and cartoon techniques so I can teach children more effectively with the YouTube channel. And honestly, guys, my, my main motivation and future plans come from the fact that I just want to live a life that my kids are proud to follow. I mean, that's the essence of leadership is, is just living in such a way that people want to act like you. And I've been so proud of our kids and their avocations and business developments outside of their primary education and work. And, and for example, two of my kids have started their own projects this week, uh, and Caleb had already started his uh, Internet project with his leather working, which many of you have seen. Sam's a woodworker and an engineer. Uh, my, my daughter, Emily, who's our eldest, is a writer. She's an editor. She's modeled some for, um, for clothing lines, and she could be a fitness model herself. Hannah has her own online bakery at 19. She's a, a, she's a prima ballerina. Uh, and they use those skills, thankfully, for the kingdom. But also they do that because – and I, I'm so thankful to God and his grace and mercy on me that I, I had a hard work ethic. I did not realize the effect that doing all of these extra things outside of work would have such an effect on the kids. So I, uh, and, and they're all videographers and photographers uh, and can, can do magazine-quality photography. They've motivated me in, in ways they don't even realize. And my boys actually got me started in photography and videography when I was buying them some of the very equipment that you see being used in our studio. So I, I try to do the same with writing, speaking, teaching, making videos, podcasts, and hopefully a well-done blog soon that people can actually use to help their day-to-day -day lives and overcome some of the struggles of day-to-day -day life. And I'm learning that the only way to lead adult children is to continue to grow yourself and serve and try to be what you want them to be. So those are the things in the future. Now, our support and funding, uh, the King's Foundation, which is the organization through which uh, What's Up Doc and any other YouTube or, or podcasting or publishing uh, endeavors come through, 
is an established 501c3 incorporated charity that's licensed with the IRS, started in 1999 with also the state of Arkansas, and it's been dedicated to counseling and serving ministerial couples at home and abroad, and we've done that for people on um, five continents and, and 30 or 40 countries. Uh, we also serve churches and other organizations that are, we associate with, with speaking and teaching seminars. Um, our charitable tax ID with the IRS is 71-0840424, and all donations are 100% tax deductible. All income from ads, from subscriptions, from book sales, from anything like that will go straight into the King's Foundation just to continue to upgrade and improve and support this uh this charitable ministry that we do outside of our regular church service and my work. We receive our funding only through private donations from generous benefactors, and you four or five main ones out there know who you are. Our address is King's Foundation Incorporated, 104 Caddo Street, Mountain View, Arkansas, 72560. And if you make a check out or you want to send us donations, we're going to have a donate button on our site when we get a website up. Some Just some fun themes and inclusions. You're going to notice throughout um, my work, there are several things that influence my life, and one of them is Elvis Presley. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. All right, King. So Miami Vice, Andy Griffith, Elvis. All right, I'm a redneck. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Uh, music and quotes are going to always be part of my productions. I want to keep this enjoyable and humorous. And uh, because of how I grew up and the attachment that I had to certain shows and themes at various stages of my own growth and development, I'll include those. Our theme song for our podcast is almost always Robert Palmer's 1979 Bad Case of Loving You from the album Secrets. Um, and that is because it had all the the words in it that kind of was about my practice. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. No pills going to cure my ill. I ain't that kind of guy. So uh, that'll always be our theme song. It is a daily battle to make sure, too, that I don't secret myself away in the nerve center layer underground here to take my relationship with my wife for granted. Another is not being so enamored with hearing my own voice, which I'm a talker, and I'm, I'm learning, try, I'm trying to learn how to be more concise with my words. Another would be learning over again to speak the truth in love, because it takes a lot of work to get the truth. But if you speak the truth without love, it really doesn't do any good, because people, as you know, really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. Uh, so I continually learn that lesson, and I'm convicted about that. Uh, there also is a skill to present these things in a digestible way that's caring and truthful. And remember that if you offend people while you're telling them the truth, it's going to be hard to influence them toward the light and away from the darkness and the misinformation and foolishness that people get trapped in. So I want to do this in a winning way with an effective heart and presentation. So coming soon and next, next up, I'm going to be interviewing some leaders in conservative Christian circles, both pastors and lay leaders, about the pitfalls of our generation. We've started with Pastor Richard Hamlin um, we're going to be talking to them about their personal and church response to the crises of our day, race issues, COVID-19, political polarization, divisions within churches. Uh, I've even been asked to address an Amish congregation about divisions within the body of Christ over some of these issues, and I'm thankful for those opportunities. We're going to deal with those pastors and those lay leaders and my mentors uh, right up front uh, about the problems of Christians in bondage to mistrust and suspicion 
gullibility, and ultimately even conspiracy theories that hamper their effectiveness at home and in the community. So we'll be doing a 10-part series coming up starting this weekend about that. So that's almost all of our history. This is going to be part of a series that we'll weave uh, with the promise, peace, hope, joy, love available to any child of the living God with effective counsel against the opposite, which is pessimism, hopelessness, defeatism, and withdrawal, to which so many have fallen prey in this day. And so I hope this gives you some understanding of what motivates uh, me and us uh, and what makes hopefully you want to come back again and listen to content that really is created to bless and to serve you. So with that, Robert Palmer, take us out. Ha <laughs> ha!